0: Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Tradies, a podcast brought to you from myself, host Monique Dradavac, bricklayer and owner of mjbricklaying.co. I have created this podcast to motivate, inspire and educate, bring you to a choice of topics from inside the construction industry, women in trades, mental health and wellness, along with a bit of fun. The following podcast has been recorded at Tradie HQ. So hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Potty. Today, I have with me Shankar and Zach. Shankar, you're a floor and wool tiler, and Zach, you're a roof sheeter.
1: Correct. Welcome yep. to the
0: podcast, guys. How you go Hello. So, so I have asked you guys both to join me today. We're going to talk a little bit more about like the business side of things, how it's starting out. So Shankar, I have a few questions for you to start with. Um, so you have actually been a floor and wool tiler for, since 1988. You invented and panted. Patented. Patented. <laughs> a variety of rigging safety tools and you're a father of three.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you have actually became a Christian 12 years ago and is currently studying at the ministry at Perth Bible College. Yep. And then, Zach, you have also had your roof company for how many years now?
2: Uh, must be 20, 24 or something.
0: Yeah. 20, and did you yeah. start that out as your first trade?
2: No, it was roof tiling first. Yep. And then I looked, I was like, this is killing me. Can't do this for too much longer. Yeah. Looked over and there's a guy putting roof sheets on. And I was like, man, he's got just him and a guy. And they were just going around us like crazy. We had six of us. And I was like, why am I not not doing that?
0: Yeah, it's a lot easier on your body as well, isn't it? Yeah.
2: So I managed to call the guy and go work for him for about six months. Well, more like a year (laughs) to learn how to do the roof sheeting side of things. And then I just went, oh, well,
1: started doing roof sheeting.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So, what inspired you to get into <coughs> flooring walls, Haylen
1: Um, I don't think I was inspired, but um, I grew up in an Italian family, and when I finished year twelve in '88, um, I thought I was going to have a bit of a a bit of a break. You know, when you're seventeen, eighteen, yeah, you think oh, I finished school now, I'm going to have six months off and you know do all fun stuff. But um, my old man was a builder and a carpenter, so he um, He pretty much put a stop to that said, you're coming with me. And um, I worked on the building sites for a few months and two of my uncles were Tyler's. Um, So I ended up going to work with them. And after about a year, I thought, I've had enough of this. This is like, this ain't me, Mm. you know. Mm. So um, I left that for a while and went to TAFE and done some science studies. And then... I don't know, it would have been about 19 and a half. And um, me old boss, which is my uncle, he offered me all this like, you know, triple the wages. Mm. And um, I went back tiling and then six months after that I ended up working for myself. And, um, yeah, kept on doing that till today.
0: Yeah, right. So did that involve an apprenticeship as well then?
1: Um, it no, different? it was the old-fashioned way, yeah. like mix of the mud uh, you know because
0: apprenticeships have only kind of come in more the recent years it's been yeah, A while, but
1: with some of those those trades um it wasn't very heavily like monitored like you just learn off someone mm. and then once you know you think you know enough you, you're you're out on your own <laughs> um but i actually did after i'd been tiling for about 10 years i did go to tafe and i'd done a um recognition of prior learning and I got a trade certificate through the, um, Balga TAFE and so I got my trade certificate and I always encouraged all my boys and that, get your trade certificate, Mm. you know, it's one day it'll, it'll pay off. It'll, some people will want it, you know, and now it's, it it is actually like, you know, you apply for a job, they want to see if you've got a cert three or cert four or whatever. So, but yeah, no, I didn't do an actual apprenticeship.
0: Yeah. My dad actually did a trade certificate as well. So he's a concreter. He's a welder by trade, but he did concreting as well. And he got his trade certificate once he had done that for a couple of years yeah. as well. And yeah, he's even the job that I am going to go work for in Brisbane, they um, were like, yeah, we need a trade certificate. I'm like, can't you see my socials? <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> Clearly <a> Ricky <rookie. laughs> So, So um, what inspired you to then start your business then? Was it, I guess, extra money or...
1: Um, it was actually just by chance, really. Um, me and a friend of mine, he was a carpenter, and I was a tiler. And just through a footy, um, a contact with a footy club, someone needed some carpentry and some tiling done, and we went and done a job for for a builder. And um, so I asked my boss, "Can I can I nick off for a week and go do this job?" And he said, "Yeah, go for it." And then, um, but. That week turned into, like, 30, 40 years. Yeah. I never yeah. – once I got a bit of a taste of the extra money and extra freedom and extra responsibility, it was quite exciting, you know. Mm. So, um, yeah, I just – Can't look back. Yeah, just march forward.
0: Yeah, I saying I, yeah, can't think of anything worse than, like, going back to working for someone now. No. Having a business is so good because, like, if you ever do need or want a day off, like, you can just have it off as well. It's so mm. flexible yeah. for that reason.
2: Well, that's what I found. I started – like, when I first started putting roofs on, I was going Saturday, Sunday, yeah. public holiday, Christmas yeah, day, like, too, yeah. whatever. Anything that had a white at the end of it, I was there. Yeah. And after a year, I was, like, knocking off at, like, 12 o'clock with the job done. I was, like, shit, sure, that turned out good, <laughs> you know? Like
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So at first, it took, like, two or three days to do a job, and then it was, like, that job was done in two days. And oh, then,
0: okay, yeah.
2: And all of a sudden, it was, like, half a day until we – Started peeling them out in two or three hours. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's just getting the hang. Once you actually start getting into the routine of actually getting the job set up and going. Yeah. Once you know what you
2: doing, you're doing, f- yeah. you're flying. So yeah. that's where the freedom came in for me. I was like, the money is hot and yeah. the freedom was just outstanding. You know, you're <laughs> home and it's like, man, watering a tree. Everyone else is at work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I did you just want to tell me a bit about like how you actually started out in the business and the struggles that you face and some of the challenges that you have found when you learnt, especially within the first couple of years of starting your business. So this is going back a couple years now. So I guess more for people who are subcontractors that are new to starting a business or looking at starting their business. I just wanted to kind of break down, like we'll talk a little bit about what it's actually like. So I know like for me personally, I am still getting the hang of all the paperwork and it's taken me a long time. Like I straight away was putting the thirty percent away for tax, and then when it comes to GST, another ten percent for the GST. So putting that away. But then I have known a couple mates that have actually been in the industry as well for a couple of years that have now got a fifty thousand dollars tax bill because they weren't putting. They thought mm. that the BAS was all they needed to pay, and then mm. it came tax time, and they were like, "Oh shit, I've yeah. only been paying my BAS." So I guess the first, well, hey, yeah, if you guys wanted to like tell us a little bit about, I guess the start of it. Well And then what it was like I would
2: try not to spend anything for your yeah, first, literally. for your first year. Just mm. try to find what your wage was and match it. I feel if you could do that in your first year you're doing well. Yeah. Um it's it's not all like you know. Lollipops on your first year, hundred percent. Yeah. It's probably the hardest thing you'll ever do. It's after that that things get get easier. So you need to save your first year. Like try to save the whole lot if you can. Yeah. That'll give you enough money if you've got anything left for like, oh, I need a truck or I need uh, some tools or whatever. Mm. So pretty
0: much live as if you're still an employee on your first year. Yeah,
2: because once it's got away from you, it's hard to come back. Yeah. Hard to go and get that money back again. Yeah. You know, you know.
0: Especially when you have a massive like tax bill or even if like a tool breaks down and you're spending every pay Mm. and then you haven't got enough money to pay for the tool and that's something you need urgently. And like tools aren't cheap, especially when you're a business owner.
1: Yep. Mm. When I first started, there was no GST ambassadors. It was I think it was called PPS prescribed payment thing, I don't know. where you just you know write an invoice out to the to the builder and he'd write you a check out the old fashioned way, give you a check, and um, put it in the bank and there was a portion taken out for tax. I think it was twenty percent or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really easy back then. Yeah, right. Um, I don't I don't know when the GST started. That was longer. Um, um, before was that. that so not really. Oh, all really? through all through all through history. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, um, well, I'm fifty two, so people my generation that started a business when they were young and our parents' generation and our grandparents' generation, it was two feet in a heartbeat. Jump in mm. the get out there and just do it and get get you know. Yeah. Yeah. But now there is um There's lots of red tape. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. insurances. Yeah, um, maybe two liability. or three types of insurances. There's um, the taxation commitments, um, record keeping, um, mm. public liability, um, h- health yeah, and safety for your yeah. workers. Like it's JSAs, you know,
2: everything. It's mm. all sorts of new paperwork every year. That's like what do you mean? Yeah, there is. What's a JSA? It, <laughs> if you really,
1: if you want to be um, a professional, not only like laying the bricks or the tiles or the whatever, um, you really need to. Um, be a professional in all those areas; otherwise, th- there's going to be a failure. It could be with your taxation, it could be with your health and safety, it could be with um, your actual trade. You know, you've it's
0: it's so th- th- much more yeah. than just you've got your to be running the job fully.
1: Mm. You you've got, also to be, got to be a psychologist.
2: Like
0: yeah, you do. You have to actually start looking after employees or something yeah. taxes as well. And like they come up with things, up. and
2: you're like, I don't get what you're saying, but I have to.
0: Mm.
1: Figure it out. You you, okay. ha, you do have to be fully committed to it. There's no um, oh just yeah. you know I'll just mosey around I'll and just do a couple up, of get jobs. M- no, nah.
0: yeah no. Nah. <laughs> Especially yeah. when it comes to employing people. Like I know that I've had a couple of employees as well, and I noticed when there's a shift in their like mental health. Like yeah. when they start coming into work really quiet or like really angry all of a sudden, mm-hmm. like they've been fine for months or days, whatever. And then all of a sudden like they're changed and I'm like, okay, like what's going on? They're like nothing it takes me a while, but I eventually get it out of them. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. like something's wrong. Come on, tell me like what's going on.
2: It's normally their relationships with another girl or, bloke yeah, you or whatever, should, yes. you know, so you're like, <laughs> I heard this one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I know what to do. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Um, so as you guys, when you started as well, did you find, well, I guess it's been more for you now as well, because you've kind of just explained it, but how did you go with the money situation when you started, Zach?
2: Um, pretty poorly. That's why I know what I would do now. If mm-hmm. I'm giving advice to somebody, I'd say like, keep it, mate. Yeah. Cause you, you start going, oh, I can afford a bed, you know, or I can afford this, which I've never been able to afford. So yeah. you start going, well, I might as well buy that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you get, it gets carried away. And then all of a sudden you're like, got to thirty or forty thousand dollar tax bill and mm. you're like, uh oh. Now I've got to do it all over again, plus the taxes on my back.
0: Yeah, and then you're <laughs> paying more tax as well for the next year coming as well. Yeah,
2: so it's a heavy burden. Please some advice I can yeah. save. Please <laughs> just save as much as you can in your free. What's first the
0: one? um best way that I guess we can explain to people on someone who's new who hasn't got a, like a parent who has had their own business as well. Mm. How what's the best advice we can give someone that is looking like accountant apps?
2: Yeah, you definitely need a bookkeeper or somebody. Like if your parent is savvy with money, open your ears and listen. Yeah. Just listen. Because, you know, as young people you think, oh, I know everything. You'll find out you don't.
0: Yeah. And straight away get a good accountant I reckon as well because I didn't have a good accountant to start and I've only just changed accountants now after a year of having my business and the amount of stuff I learned just in my first session I was like, I can't
1: do it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's going to take me a while, but it's crazy.
1: And also I think you got to, um, running your own business isn't the end of the rainbow. Like not everyone's built for for, for that. Mm. Um, if you're, you know, an A-grade bricklayer or an A-grade roof sheeter and you want to start your own business, if... If you go into that and you're not actually ready or prepared or, or built for it or really have the desire for it, your work's going to suffer. Mm. So you end up doing substandard work, worrying, stressing. You know, mm. you, you you break down, um, and you'll find that And you're not managing. And then you be. And then your works. It's it, you know, it doesn't. Not everyone is built for running a business and having ten no, employees. Definitely not. Yeah, definitely um, Yeah. And to get the best out of yourself, you have to work that one out for yourself, mm-hmm. you know? Um, Being a good brickie doesn't mean you're
2: going to be a rich brickie. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you got to balance. It's a
0: whole different ball game in itself having a business. So, yeah, you can be the best brickie ever. But mm. if you're not good with paperwork or like the business side of things, like in general, like everything, mm. then it's completely different.
2: Well, motivating people to come to work and, yeah. you know, giving them things to do. Like you go along there and let's you get it the nicest, you know, like. Who can clean up the best? You know, just got to give, like, little yeah, competitions to people. I got to have some so. banter. Yeah, but there's yeah.
1: also um, what I've seen with small businesses. Partnerships can work well. My mum's three brothers are all bricklayers. And one of my uncles, he, um, he was in partnership with another bricklayer. And he was good at these things, doing all the setting out, doing this. And he was good at just, like, getting them in. And they split the money. And it worked well. And they worked um, their whole like career together, and they were they weren't absorbing the whole, all the weight of the business, on the individual. Like mm. there was a it was a shared yeah um, load. Um,
0: <clears throat> it's a really good way to have it as well, though, because then they're all putting pride in the work.
1: Mm, and all, but partnerships don't work for everyone. Yeah, I think no. No. it's rare.
2: Like that is a rare yeah. case. Like- a, Rarity. Yeah, maybe one out of ten if you're lucky.
1: <laughs> me and you could be partners. Yeah. <laughs> he
2: taught me how to speak Italian.
0: Spaghetti. Spaghetti. <laughs> spaghetti, spaghetti. What are some Italian words?
2: Uh, Alfa Romeo. So you know um, words? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Can you tell me a sentence?
1: Pizza. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
0: I've
2: got Fettuccine.
1: Fettuccine. Fettuccine. Yeah, spaghetti. No, I don't have any. How long Bella. have we known both. each other?
2: Well, um, our kids went to school together. Yeah, 15 or so years, I think. Maybe more. Yeah, Yeah, not 15 years, I reckon.
0: So, guys, for anyone who's listening, Zach and Shankar have known each other for obviously 15 years. So they're good mates. So that's why I've got them both to join me today. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks. So, okay, we'll go back to (laughs) this a little bit quickly. Um, So I guess going back to the business side of things, how did you guys go with finding employees?
2: Very hard Mm. at the beginning. And it's normally your friend that you maybe went to school with or... Some of you knock around with, you know, like they will probably be the person that comes and give you a hand. That's a hard relationship because it's now like it's working as friends. It's like, well, there's like a different balance, you know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah. you know, like...
1: It was pretty easy for me. It was just all family. And okay. So um, my two uncles, well, they weren't actually blood uncles. They're just like friends of the family that are so close that we call them uncle. They trained me. Um... And then when I started work for myself and then getting more work, um, I trained my my brother came to work with me. So I trained him up and then years later my other brother came, j- jumped in and um, I trained him up. And then I put my son through apprenticeship. Um, so he's a Tyler now. So everyone in our family's like...
0: So you're very family-oriented. Yeah. Like, yep.
1: Which has its positives and negatives. Mm-hmm. But... Um, but with outsiders coming in, I haven't had anyone really that stuck around for an ext- more than a year.
0: I was going to say, with being so family orientated, how would you actually go with outsiders coming into that? Like, have you found that they've struggled a bit because it's so family orientated, or?
1: Um, not normally it's someone like you said it's a friend of your son's or a, yeah, okay. a, a mate of a mate or. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so even about it just really
1: hard they like can complete Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most tradies don't
2: go, I found them in the paper or I found them on Seek or whatever. It's Not
0: m- anymore
2: anyway. Yeah, <laughs> you can't. It's like, oh, no, this guy, you know, like
1: might be good. I've never advertised for yeah. a <clears throat> worker. Um,
0: That's the beauty of it though is that you don't always mm. need to. Mm.
1: And for the majority of my tiling life, I've never really gone out and done like got heaps and heaps of like Project work, and I needed like twenty guys. I, I just found that um, you 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 lose you lose track of like the quality of the work mm-hmm. if you're not like really onto it. Um, it
0: gets overwhelming so, fast. Yeah,
1: so we've just done like the bigger jobs, and all work together on the job, and you know fight and argue about how to do things. Mm-hmm. But it's um, good because you can
0: get mad at each other. Yeah, and everyone's just like, oh whatever, yeah, they're fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: So whoever trained me up, I was like, okay, well, who do I call? Like, call this guy, mm-hmm. and that's and they were forgiving towards what I didn't didn't know, knowing that I knew the the guy that trained us because he's like the roofing hero of Perth. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> lucky I was. I was just blind luck that I met the guys turned into one of my really best mates in the world. So okay. It, for me, it was like I had to go earn my stripes and make sure it was bloody good because I was a reflection of what this guy had taught me. Yeah. So it was basically on. It wasn't like at, at some point I started going, Shit, I better start ringing around. You'd go look in the paper and you'd say, oh, Do you guys need any roof sheeters? Mm-hmm. And you just somebody go, Actually, yeah, I do. I've got one for you down there. Yep. And that's how you do it. Perfect. Yeah. you get your foot in
0: the door that way.
2: Yeah. You just got to pick up the phone and ask.
0: Yep.
2: It's nerve wracking at first because you probably never made a cold, cold call in your life. Mm. But it's your business and you've got family feed. So you pick up the phone and you start, start yeah, calling. Yeah. And you
0: do. You have to actually reach out. Yeah. And like no one's going to. No one's coming you. to you because no.
2: you know, you've got a great. We didn't have all this like Instagram stuff. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you had to pick up the phone and give it a crack. But even Instagram, I don't think it works as good as picking up that phone.
0: No, it doesn't, unless you're like super pushy. <laughs> yeah,
2: you gotta, you have to pick up the phone or go yeah, knock on the door. And
0: it still is at the end of the day, like, it still is. You wanna know someone before, like, yeah. you kind of, you wanna know, you wanna know what they're like. You're not just gonna get a complete <clears throat> stranger coming into your home or doing mm, your job. Absolutely. If you don't want to, anyway. Yeah, if you try not to, unless it's like up to the builders.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Certain jobs, um, like say a grano worker, he might go to a job and it might only be a two day job. One day doing all the prep work, the other day pouring the concrete. So there's two days. So he needs to maybe have three jobs a week. Whereas I might go to a job and I won't be there for ten weeks tiling a house. So I don't need three jobs a week. Mm-hmm. I don't need you know 150 jobs a year to um be fully booked. Um so I haven't really had to really struggle for finding work.
0: Yeah.
1: Um once you get in with a, a crowd, you yep. know, like a builder that's got a bit of a, you know, and you squeeze a few private jobs in between. Um, yeah. they kind of just help you and, get you the next and one going. Hey, we're in Perth. Yeah. It's been growing mm. since the 60s. Like it's but there's we're always older, gonna be great. Like we're know?
2: older guys, you know what I mean? So we're sitting there like we get our business from people we already know from years and years Yeah, around. that's the thing. For new people, you've got to go onto social media. You've yeah. got to go onto awkward places that you've never been before. You've got to knock on the door. You've got to do things that we didn't have to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm. it was, you know, it depends on what business you're doing. But, you know, with the tradey sort of thing, as you know, with the building industry, up, down, up, down.
0: And that's another thing as well, especially when it comes to being a business owner, you have to understand that there's going to be highs and lows in business and yeah. you can't just expect that everything's always going to be a high because yeah. like especially right now in today's market, it's dry. Yeah. Like the work slowed down so much exactly. compared to what it was 12 months ago. You need
2: a tap. You need to go I'm flat out, turn the tap off. Oh, it's gone quiet. Turn the tap back on. Mm. So the tap isn't the builders all the time. It's sometimes outside, outside of your normal realm. So if you're like... yeah. A bricky doing brickies for houses, then all of a sudden, maybe you're doing a brick wall for Mrs. Jones. Yeah,
0: you, yeah, you, you
1: can't really have all your eggs in one basket, can you? Definitely, you have no, you to have that a form. You, like,
0: you can't ever rely on a builder.
1: No, hundred percent.
0: You can't hundred percent ever rely on a builder.
2: Definitely not. And also, builders go broke sometimes, and your money be in the yeah. back pocket there. So, it's
0: been a few closed down lately in Perth. I had oh. a new one just couple like the other day, apparently closed down. <clears throat> Someone was telling me.
2: Yeah, but you have no mad. idea how many people they ruin on the way through. Mm. It's not just them, it's they owe the, the brickie, they owe the briefer. I know, yeah, they, they owe they owe, the owe, the this, they owe that. It's like millions and millions of dollars and yeah, these also. guys are like, man, it's Christmas, you know. I
0: know, it's so bad.
2: So, yeah, you have to have a different source of income. I'd always recommend don't just wait for a builder. Do something on the outside. Make sure that you have a contract with mm-hmm. somebody like a school or a government contractor, something that you can just turn the tap on and off, yeah. something maintenance. Because yeah, all of a sudden you're hearing crickets and you're like, why
0: is it so quiet? Yeah. You're living your life on a high and then all of a sudden it's yeah.
1: like, wow. It's one, or one Monday you wake up and you're like, where is the work? Man? Yeah. But you know, with on builders' jobs, there can be a like a sudden hold up, like, mm. oh, can't get
0: yeah, X, Y, and Z we on, Yeah, or
1: some other trademan tradesman yeah. didn't do something for you to get get your job done, mm-hmm. or the cabinets aren't in, or
2: Yeah. But that's why you need that. The roof's not finished or That's why you need to be able to move on out of that industry for you know, it might be a week. Of quietness. Mm. You might have guys you've got to feed. Mm.
0: And it's so hard when it comes to time management as well. Like you're trying to plan your days or your jobs in rows. Mm. But, yeah, as yeah. Th- things happen. Yeah. And that's why it also comes back to always making sure you have that bit of money to fall back on in the bank, in your business. Yeah.
2: Not. Mm. Because at some point, one thing, you, when it goes super quiet and you've got a large infrastructure... You start making up jobs for these guys so that they can stay fed, but you're losing, man. What there you made, go. you're losing right yeah. there and then in front of you. So you've got to like, you've got to sometimes be harsh and say, "Sorry, kids, mm. someone's got to go." Yeah, you know what I mean. You've got to, you have to know when it's time, and you got to also know that you can't feed
1: everyone. You're not God.
0: All right, so Shankar, I've been told that you're studying Christianity.
1: I'm studying ministry. Ministry. Yeah. Um...
0: Through Perth Bible College. Correct. So what actually made you become Christian? Tell me about the star. Zach Zach was telling me about this, so he actually was the one who told me about that. Um, (laughs) Him and Danielle.
1: (laughs) He was watching a star go past. Um, (laughs) It might sound a bit airy-fairy, but to me it was quite significant. Um, So when I was about 17, 18, I really had this urge or desire just to know, yes or no, whether God existed. Mm -hmm. Um, Just like a confirmation for myself, you know. And one hot summery night, I was just living in Bayswater, I, I just went outside on, and I sat on the letterbox and I just, like, called out to God and said, if you're real, just show me that you're real. I need to know one way or the other. Like, you know, I was a young man. And then this shooting star just, like, went right across, right in front of me, you know, on a, like, starry, cloudless night, you know, and um, I just was filled with all this... I don't know if you can imagine, like, every emotion that you could have, fear, sadness, happiness, joy,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. anxiety, everything just all at once, simultaneously just filled my body. You felt
0: like you were lost and then you felt like you found.
1: Well, not so much that I was found. I just felt like that was enough for me Mm. to um, acknowledge that there is a God out there, you know. Um, So with that acknowledgement, because I was young, I was – on the cusp of living the dream, like the 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 Aussie, Aussie life, you know. <laughs> the naughty so dream. Like, so I was, you know, when you're young and you're a teenager, you're growing up, all you want to do is go to the pub and you want to like do burnouts and you want to, you know, you want to live yeah. a life which is not actually probably the best life or the right life or the life that God would be happy with. But that pull was so strong when I was at that age that I just said in my heart to God, one day I will, I'll follow you one day. But right now, I, I don't know if I've got the capacity to do that. Yeah. And then um, it wasn't until, um, yeah. So then I left and I terrorised Perth for two years. <laughs> or and then, then yeah,
0: you party and, yeah, and, and then, um, yeah. One
1: okay. day, one day I just said, "Today's the day," and I just went down to the. Um, church in Mandurah where I live and I just looked for the biggest church in town and I just walked in on a Sunday morning and yeah and that was started my walk with God from that day.
0: Okay so what are your intentions then for studying?
1: That was the first like profound experience I had with God encounter with God the second encounter I had with God was um I was actually laying some tiles and I was in someone's pantry I was if you imagine I'm in an enclosed room I was laying some tiles and then this voice just I don't know if it came from outside or inside or where it came from but it would it just echoed inside me and it said and he said um when are you going to stop doing your work and start doing mine and I knew that was God there was n- n- no one talks like that you know mm-hmm. what I mean um so I made the decision on that day that was about five years ago to, like, just step up my my relationship with God. Yeah. Um, And then about a year ago I actually enrolled at the um, Perth Bible College and decided to study, um, do a degree in ministry. Um, So I'm about one year in and the intention is what would be great is to, like, put that trowel down and um, have some sort of job or role in the community where um, I'm just serving God every day. Um, I'll always be a tiler. I'll always be like in someone's bathroom or (laughs) whatever. Um, Just with a little thing there. Yeah. You know those um, like when you learn a trade, it's with you forever. Yeah. So you're always going to know it. Um, You're always going to be able to give advice. You're always, you know, so I'll always be a tiler. Mm. But see, before... My identity was a t- I'm a tiler, so when I would introduce myself, I'd be, "Hi, I'm Sean the tiler," you know. Yeah. But m- my identity now, I believe, is in Christ, not in tiling. Yeah, tiling pays the bills, tiling puts food on the table. Um, I always value my tiling life. Um, I always do a good job for people. I'm always fair with people when I work for them or with them. My identity is in Christ.
0: Mm. Zach, what are your thoughts on this?
2: Um,
0: Zach's just like kind of smirking in the corner. I'm here. not smirking. I'm just-
2: You never told me the pantry story, man. Yeah. But um, <laughs> you know, for me, it's like his attitude towards God and his attitude towards his customers and his trade, they are married. Like, his customers love him. Everybody loves him. He's just So, so... his
0: connection with God actually shows in his work, like yeah. he's not a tradey by day and with God by yeah, night.
2: Yeah, he's a hero in mm. my mind. He's like. Not just Sean the Tyler. He's like, Sean, my bloody...
0: He's Sean. He's just a legend. Yeah. Like
2: he takes his love for God and he takes it and he gives it to the customer as well.
0: Mm, that's beautiful.
2: Yeah, and the customer's like, you know, they just love
1: him. So that's... But I don't, I don't use that as a...
2: Yeah, he doesn't they, know. They, but they don't
1: know that I'm a Christian until yeah. I'm halfway through their job. But I always, yeah. I, you know... I sprinkle them with a bit of love, you know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: No, that's beautiful. See, I actually love this and this is just kind of goes to show that like no matter what age you are, you can still find yourself at any age in life. Like you do not have to find mm. yourself completely when you're young. Like if it is later in life, you can still do
1: that. Mm. Being a Christian and having Christians around, it does rub off, you know what I mean, um, in a positive way rather than a um, negative way. I'm not going to come to work hungover either. <laughs> yeah. Boring.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you guys have anything else you wanted to share with us before we do start wrapping things up?
1: I, I do remember, a, like, back in the early days, I remember z- me and Zach have always done, like, it's still up to this day, but I remember we'd be sitting around the backyard having a barbecue at, say, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and it would still be there at, like, 12 o'clock in the midnight. Philosophising. Yeah. And, mm. and, and we'd just be... <laughs> you know, encouraging each other with our businesses, like his business ventures and, hey, we could do this or you could do that or, you know, and mm. I think there's nothing better than having someone in your camp, you know what I mean? Like yeah. someone encouraging mm. you um, because it, you'll find the majority of people out there don't want to encourage you. Yeah. Um, so we've always had this, um, we're like,
0: You've always Re- had a bond where you've always yeah. pushed each other and, like, yeah. being supportive of each other yeah. to do We're things. always
2: powerlifting each other yeah, up because, you know, that. life's hard. Yeah.
0: yeah, and you do. You need people like that in your friend circle, especially if you are wanting to go places because yeah. I feel like that's, like, I'm moving to Brisbane, so I feel like that's what I'm really striving to find, is people that are more like-minded as well, that are yes. actually going to mm. push me and, like, boost me on yeah. because I feel like I'm not, I haven't got a good friend circle here that are yeah. helping me do that. Like Yeah. So having that as a life partner. You'll
2: find people. them one day. They'll just be there, you know. You'll be mm. like,
0: and
2: look at you guys. <laughs> I
0: love
2: so, this. Yeah. One day <laughs> How did was... you
0: guys actually
2: meet? Our kids went to school. Yeah, same uh, school. Yeah. yeah. And um, I remember actually we were in my kitchen and he was talking and he was talking about his invention. And I was like, oh, tell me about your invention. And he's like, Well, you wouldn't believe it. It's this <laughs> arm that comes down. I was like, wicked man. So for me, I get excited about that sort of thing. And yeah. I'm like, I'd wanna uplift people. Yeah. I and understand. a lot and probably you hadn't Met many people that want to do that, they want to just rag on it. But
1: mm. for me, I was like, We
2: could, why don't you know, why don't you do this? So we just got became friends like that, really.
1: And then we just lived two streets away from each other, so we're always like yeah. hanging out. And- we are like, Hey man, why did you never try calling this guy? You know, like we're always thinking for each other's business, yeah,
0: yeah. I feel like you do, I feel like you always thinking of other people's before yourself, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's actually a really good, a really good um way to, to live is to put someone else's needs before your own sometimes and just give them, you know, because sometimes when something goes wrong, uh, a little thing goes wrong, it's, you know, it it can snowball it in that direction or it can snowball in that direction mm. and all it just needs is a couple of things, someone to turn that around like in your own mind that, hey, that is not a bad idea because people will, you know, what's that um Aussie thing, that tall poppy thing Oh, yeah. People people it's don't want danger. to always see you succeed no, or, they don't, or, or, yeah. or enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean yeah um and every time we've been together, it's always laughing carrying on yeah. and like just thinking onto the extremes of things yeah you know?
0: <laughs>
2: one thing I would like to add is uh, just for for the tradies right yeah when you're with a customer, even if it's a builder or whatever it is like there's there's three people that need to be thought of it's yourself, it's the customer and it's your family. so when you go out and you're doing a quote. Don't be the cheapest because your family won't be able to eat. Mm -hmm. Don't be the most expensive because you've got to look after the the customer. And what would you want to do it for? So be reasonable. So you've got to have these three things in your head when you're doing a a quote or when you're willing to do a job. You can't just have the customer in the head because you'll never do it for enough money. So if you can work that balance out, you'll start hitting better quotes Mm -hmm. instead of, I don't know, if you work on percentages and things like that, but you'll probably find you have a higher percentage hit because it's a more reasonable price. Yeah. And it's within, you know, you've got to ask questions. you got to like be a people person. Yeah. And just don't think about you and what you want all the time. Think about the customer. Mm. Where, because some of my best um, jobs have come from customers that I've done a good job for and a, the right thing by and they take you on a journey into way more profitable places. Always try to do the best for your customer, yeah. really.
0: All right, so, guys, before we do wrap things up today, I have three rapid-fire questions that I ask everyone that I interview. Mm-hmm. So I've changed it up again. So i had, like, three that I asked my previous episodes, but this year I'm changing it up a little bit. So if you woke up tomorrow with no fear, what would you do first?
1: I'm sorry. No that, that was a big downer. Um, <laughs> no, that, no um, but that's good. <laughs> I used to have fears. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, I've just done um, So if
0: you're gonna jump out of a plane tomorrow, would you be scared?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah. I always did want to jump out of a plane.
0: Guess what I have to
1: One thing I would never do, I don't know if this answers the question, okay. I'd never do bungee jumping.
0: Mm. There you go, that's kind of a fear. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, you
2: nailed it. <laughs> uh, for me it was i s I've got this fear of heights, I'm a roofer. But I'm scared of heights, right?
0: Mm, I've heard that. That's actually quite common. Is it? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I just thought I was a freak, but... I um, could
0: No, I couldn't do it. I've even had to get on a couple of roofs sometimes, like once the chippies are they're there half the time. Um, and I just... Oh God, I get so scared. I'm like, no. Yeah. I can't. I can't even get on the roof. I have no upper body strength.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're strong, girl. You're all right. My legs. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so for me, to fly a plane or something like that would... And the funny thing is, I actually... Because I'm scared of like heights, I actually started to learn how to fly planes
0: mm-hmm.
2: so to conquer that fear but, you know, after all the training and stuff, it still came back worse than I was. <laughs> like, you're up there in a tin can going, why me, bad." <laughs> you put yourself so, there. Yeah, so for me it'd be try to conquer some fear of height.
1: Yeah, okay. Yeah, skydiving or something silly.
0: Alright, uh, so what advice would you give to your five-year-old self?
1: Don't be shy. I was a shy kid. Not overly shy, not like you know, abnormal shy, but just shy until I knew uh, people. So yeah, don't be shy.
2: Same thing. I'd be. You can be more confident about things. You know, you, like I was scared to go to the shop lady and ask for a lolly. Yeah, take. I'd say, uh take more control of your your life. You know what I mean? Like, don't give it to others to do it for you.
0: Yeah, i like yeah, own it.
2: Yeah, own it. Yeah. Like, go do your own banking. You know, <laughs> don't let your wife do the banking. <laughs>
0: You do the band. How you might
2: pick some money, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. Might have more. What's that song? What's that song? It's like, oh, oh something on a beer budget.
2: Yeah, champagne.
0: Champagne tastes on a beer budget. Yeah, that's yeah it. I love that song. See, I got a beer budget
2: and I got the wife with the champagne.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, do you play to work or work to play?
1: I work now just enough to that what I need, you know yep. what I mean? Whereas before, I would. I was addicted to work, mm-hmm. you know. Mm. Um, so I used to live to work. Yeah. Now I just work to live.
0: Yeah.
2: I'd say the same thing. I used to, like, work my hands to the bones. And then, yeah, like, well, where's all the – where's the profit, you know. So now I'm just, like, rather be a bit more cautious with your money yep. and you don't have to work so hard. Yeah. And
0: be more present in life. Yeah.
2: And with the little few philosophies where, like, you know, like try to take care of others not just yourself that helps a lot like to you don't have to work as hard you can make more money because you, that's the the one of the questions is what will i do it for mm. because i like mm. my time i think it's it's probably one of the most precious things you can have so why sit it in an office or at, on a work site you know try get home
0: yeah exactly it's more rewarding yeah spend more gratitude some, out of not working sometimes yeah
2: i spend a lot of time with just My family, because I'm home earlier than most people,
0: yeah. Oh, it's the beauty of being in the trade, hey? Yeah, like you're magic. not doing nine to five, you can start earlier, but you're still finishing early, you have more time. Yeah, with everyone. you
2: miss all the traffic that everyone gets. You're yeah. out first, you're in yeah. first. It's yeah, you made more money than anyone in an office,
0: yeah.
2: So, yeah, for me, I feel blessed, man, that I am a tradie yeah, and yeah. especially in Australia, like we nailed it, mm. so proud We're of very it. Lucky and there. our tradies are good, yeah, you know? Aussie trade is a. Good bunch to be proud of because they've got good quality and uh, high skill level. So. All
0: right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. Also, for anyone who is listening to Let's Talk Tradies, I would love for you guys to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts because this is a way that I'm going to be growing my business and it makes it more visible for other people to find. Also, give me feedback and so I can keep producing what everyone enjoys listening to as well and I can keep bringing you guys everything that you want to hear. So that's all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.
1: Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate.